episode 10 of the Love Life Podcast. You're all very welcome. I'm Anna. I am Patrick McLaughlin. I am McLaughlin. And uh, we're here at Fit 100 HQ again. Um, this is episode 10. We're sorry that was uh, a little bit late, but we couldn't help the fact that our producer went flying off a bike. Yeah, and cracked his these things bone. happen. These things happen. Yeah. So this week we speak a lot about mental health. Patrick tells his story from start to finish, and it is, it's, it's, it's really. I don't know, it's just like eye-opening and it's really, I think it's going to help a lot of people out there. So I hope you enjoy listening. And then we... Talk about news. We also talk about news. So we go from quite deep to quite light. Um, That's the way we like to to do it here in Love Life. We also talk about, uh, I have a tip of the week. We talk about closure. To break up with someone when you're seeing someone. Yeah, that's about it, really. And we go along. Unfortunately, we don't cover the... The uh, role play this week because yeah. we went too long and all, all yeah. the other stuff. But next week we're going to cover that again. We're going to come back with a vengeance. I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. Have a listen, rate and review, let us know what you think, and send us now DM with your opinion. Yeah, slide into our DMs. Mwah! Enjoy! Have fun, bye bye. Hello, Anna, how are you this week? I'm very well, Patrick. Um, we are a little bit slow with our podcast this week because. We missed a week, I think, uh, not through any fault of our own, our poor. Dear producer Billy decided on his birthday to go um, what mountain biking or mountain biking and, and extreme brokers. sports or whatever. And his I shoulder. You probably all saw the video on my Instagram. Yeah. He went flying off his bike and cracked his collarbone. But that, and, uh, that's way more important than you know. Yeah. Anything else? So, so that's why we, now, we didn't get episode ten yeah. out on on the usual normal schedule. Yeah. But um, hope you missed us. But he's okay. He's, he's just after stepping out of the room there. Yeah. He's in a sling, but he'll live. Um, so get That's well soon, Billy. Get well that is Billy. the main thing, yeah. So how was your week? Up too much, Patrick? Very busy with work right here. Oh, terribly, terribly busy, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I'll go at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think exciting for Halloween. Did you dress up or did you go anywhere, do anything? or did Oh, you I, went, I did the dog in it. Oh, um, lovely. I, I think so did half the country. I didn't dress up. Couldn't get enough of a number, like I would say. I would have... Like, you know, I'm obviously a sheep. Like, I wouldn't go out. I'm, I'd be the only one of my group of friends yeah. in, in a Halloween costume because yeah. I'd feel like a, yeah. a Muppet. But, yeah. um... Yeah, it wasn't as big this year. It, it used to be bigger for years. Fell. Uh, um, Maybe you're right. In Limerick, anyway, I think. Like, it's the week... Like, it's, the students all went mad. It was like I saw... I was driving through town on Wednesday evening, was it Wednesday? Yeah. And the students were all out in force and stuff like that. But let's say the bank holiday weekend being before that... Like I didn't see too many people where I was dressed up. Yeah, like I, I think because it's a Wednesday night, it was yeah, it's just different. Um, on the the weekend, I was down in Killarney now, and there was no one dressed up. Maybe three people in the whole pub and nightclub. And then it was that, uh, yeah. like the bank holiday was the Cork Jazz, and a lot. I know a lot of people from Limerick went down to Cork. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you're not going to Cork Jazz dressed up as uh, like uh, a zombie. Exactly. When my, when my mother chose a Halloween party every year, so she had a Halloween party. So I saw that. we did no. the dog on Wednesday night, and we all dressed up, and it was good crack. No, good. Yeah, it's nice to. Well, we you, we have a party for uh, a priest. A priest. Yeah. I just last minute. Oh, okay. Like, Dad, give me a black shirt, and I got a bit of cardboard and put a bit of blood in my face. So. Um, oh, zombie boots. Yeah, and I was like, I have, I have this thing in my head now. I don't do that sexy dress up. I try to go the opposite. I knew my friend was called out, and I knew she'd be like Catwoman or something. I was like, and what was she? Catwoman. Okay. <laughs> I was dead yeah, right. Boots up to here, and she's gorgeous. But I was like, I'm kind of overdoing this sexy dress up Halloween. I'd rather just be scary because that's what Halloween is. I'll just be superheroes because I'm like, shit on the costumes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, we won't go on and on and on about Halloween in case someone's listening to this in April. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Happy Easter. So, okay, last episode nine. I, I know it's been like a longer time, but like I got a huge reaction to it. I don't know how. What about you? Yeah, I, a lot I of people said it was their favorite episode. I got that too, and I was surprised because in my head it was just another episode. It was grand, but yeah, a lot of people said to me we came across more uh, real. Yeah, it was a more serious tone, and like obviously, as I said on the night at the time, like we were recording that episode on the six month anniversary of my father passing away so i wasn't in a great place that day no. and i had to admit it because i felt like 
some of my answers and some of my reactions to it was coming across yeah I could feel the anger pouring out of me yeah. and it wasn't really anger it was just it was grief um, yeah. so I talked about it but I didn't know how much of a reaction that was going to get um, because literally since that came out every day I've had new people messaging me and contacting me about it um, and like some really lovely stuff um, just like how it touched them, they cried and stuff like that, which thank you very much, that really means a lot to me to That's hear. Yeah. But um, I, I have had some people kind of coming to me with issues that they're going through themselves, looking for advice. Now, I, I am a qualified counsellor, but I, I'm not going to advise people through text. What I have done in those cases is refer people to really good counsellors that I know. And that's all I, all I can do there. I can't really start counselling people through Instagram DMs, yeah. uh, I, like, and I'm sorry if that's disappointed people, but like it would be completely unethical of me to try and do that anyway. Mm. So if you do come to me, I will obviously talk to you and I will direct you towards Which a really is great good counsellor. Because some people don't know who they go yeah, to, exactly. who they see. Like, yeah. You know, if what they're experiencing is normal or that they obviously don't feel like it's normal or stuff like that. And in a lot of cases, it's very normal. Everyone goes through. And can I ask you something? If it's normal what they're going through or their stress or whatever, mm. would you say go to a counsellor anyway? Should everyone get counselling? I, I just never know. Like I believe, like, we'll say... I, I, you know what? I will tell my story, my, my own personal story, because a lot of people are asking me to. Okay. Um, from the point of view that, like... And this kind of was touched upon... When I did those Instagram questions, yeah. um, someone asked the question, like, you're a, you have said on the podcast that you're a qualified counsellor, but you never really talk about mental health. Why? And I kind of gave a short answer to that, but I'll give a longer, proper answer now. Um, and I also, because I was asked, I spoke to the, um, to like a group of boys in the CBS secondary school here in Limerick about mental health last week. I yeah. gave a speech. And again, um, people saw that and again, question why I don't talk more about mental health. Yeah. And like, I do have my, like my reasons. I will always talk about mental health if I'm asked, but like, I suppose, okay, so I will tell my story, my own story with mental health, if okay. that's okay with oh, you. I, yeah, I'd like, like to I said, hear it. Yeah. I have had so many people yeah. encouraging me, asking me to do this. They think you should talk more about mental health because it's uh, good, good for men to hear a man talking about mental yeah. health. So, right, here's my, and this is like fresh because I, I gave a speech to these guys, the young men last week. Okay. So when I was very, very young, like six, like my mother had a brain tumor. Okay. And like, obviously that was a traumatic thing for a child to witness anyway. But see, my mother, after the operation to remove the tumor, she was left kind of disfigured. Okay. So like she would have been uh, an absolute beauty queen before that. Yeah. Uh, even people now when they uh, like from Nina, who New would have known my mother back the years, and work out now who I am. They like that's the first thing they said to me. Oh my God, she was such a beautiful woman. She okay. was such a beauty. Stunner, yeah. But then she had the operation to remove her brain tumor, and like so one side of her face was left frozen, one of her hands was left spasticated. Oh, so like I didn't know any of this the story you're hearing. I is, don't put is this a out new there. story for me, yeah. So um that obviously had a very traumatic effect on her. Like as you can imagine, like we were you and I were just talking about cosmetic shit here beforehand and like, yeah. you know, like if I have a bad skin day I don't feel as confident or whatever. So mm. you can imagine being a very, very beautiful person, someone known for your beauty. Yeah. And then all that's ripped away from And it you. doesn't even go slowly with age. It just, it's gone one day. Your looks yeah. are completely gone. She, that, like, so that she would be very tough. She yeah. hated being, she became, she was, on account of that, she became very, very depressed. Okay. So, and like, she would rarely appear in public. If she did, she would wear these massive Sophia Loren sunglasses long before they were fashionable mm -hmm. to hide most of her face. Mm -hmm. And like, when I was a kid, I wasn't really ha allowed to have many friends over at the house because we kind of had to hide what was going on from the world. Yeah. Now, that sounds terrible, but that's the way that was your normal. This was before it was, you know, okay to talk about mental health. The way in the country, yeah. it was, everything was hush hush. You didn't want the neighbors to find out. So that she was depressed. Yeah. So I like, I, there was only two of my friends were allowed to call, call over to the house and very, very seldomly. One of them is, they're both still lifelong friends. I was actually shopping in Dublin with 
one of them yesterday. Mm -hmm. Now he knows all of my secrets and stuff like that. But at the time, I obviously wasn't going to tell him. We were children. Yeah. Explain the situation to him. Yeah. You or hardly, anyone. You, you really. hardly understood I, it yourself. Exactly. I hardly understood it myself. But I grew up around sickness and depression. Okay. But like. I wasn't really aware of like how I felt about it because I was a child and I was a teenager. It was just your normal at that time. Yeah. I knew it wasn't normal. I knew we, our normal wasn't everyone else's normal, but you couldn't. I couldn't talk to my family about it because like it was oh, shush, don't mention it. Okay. I couldn't talk to the outside world about it because yeah. it was ingrained into me that this is a secret and we don't talk about what's going on here. Okay. Um, but like all that. A very good friend of mine, I've actually spoken about him before, he's a, an amazing counsellor here in Limerick. He's also Blind Rye's brother. Yeah. He gave me a, an analogy that I've stolen from him, but I'm saying I stole it from him, of a bottle of Lucasid. Like if you drop a bottle of Lucasid a couple of times, if you take the lid off it all of a sudden, everything's going to explode. Okay. But it's going to build up and build up and build up. The good thing to do is kind of loosen Slowly. the lid a little bit and yeah. let it dribble out. My bottle of Lucasid was bubbling for years because I never talked about anything and I hid everything. And you were in a, a situation that it was hush hush, you were you you told not to, whereas it. nowadays you'd be saying to but, your kids, talk about it, talk yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly, and this is what I was saying to these kids yeah. last week. But uh, I suppose the one good thing that did come from that time period was because I had kind of a hard time, I grew up at a, a wrong time. My brother and sister are older than me, they grew up, they had a happy childhood. I didn't because I grew up at the wrong so time. So you were six, seven when this happened? Yes. So I well, was right smack bang in the middle. When I was a teenager, I became very, very close yeah. to my father. Like We were best friends and we continued to be best friends all of the rest of his life. Yeah. So that was the good thing that came out of it because he minded me a little bit more. Yeah. And it was a little bit closer to me because of what I had to grow up around. Yeah. But it didn't really all come to a head until my mother then had like a few episodes. Like I, I've never admitted this before, but I, the first time I went to college after I did the leave insert, I had to drop out because of a depressive episode with my mother. I told people I was just sick of the course and I was lazy and stuff like that. Okay. That wasn't the truth. And what do you mean? You just needed to be at home or look after? I, I needed to come home because yeah. of something that happened. Okay. So that kind of my mother then became very very seriously ill. She had like continuing her brain. She had a shunt put in um, years after the uh, first brain operation, and it must be about ten years ago now. My mother, the shunt started kind of blocking, and then one day she went into a coma, and she was in a coma for months. She was in the Beaumont Hospital for months, and then, but she was left severely brain damaged and um, handicapped after that year. Okay. But during that time, again. I'm not even aware of how I'm feeling about stuff, but my body is. I'm not talking to anyone about You're this You're what stuff. age? Like uh, Late teens. Okay. So, what's happening to me is I'm waking up every morning and finding clumps of hair on my pillow. Now I'm freaking the fuck out, you know what I mean? Because I, I, I look after my appearance and stuff like that. So, I, I, you know, that obviously is a thing. It's not like even your... your going bald or your hairline is receding lumps of hair around the pillow yeah so this is my body's way of telling me something is seriously wrong so i went to the gp so it comes out physically when yeah, you're mentally exactly stressed. if you block it out that much you physically. don't talk about it well then your body will fucking force it out but i i don't know any of this at the time. yeah you're you know nothing about psychology no. you're not a counselor not at this stage you're nearly ignorant to it absolutely you've been Complete, like, ignorant to my own feelings so many people are. I know. Yeah. But, but that's, it's, why, that's it's why great I... that you're talking about it because so many people are. I said to like someone recently like about psychology and they were like, oh, that's just hocus pocus. Some people still have that. You know, there older is... people <laughs> have that attitude and it's, it's wrong. It's so wrong. I went to my GP because I was finding lumps of hair in my pillow and like, I'll never forget, I saw myself on a CCTV camera and I saw this big ball like lump at the back of my head. And I just like, I was like, oh my God, that's what forced me to go to the GP because I was trying to hide it. I, again, that old country mentality, hide don't go to the doctor type yeah, of thing. Yeah, over, over something to do with your looks nearly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which is silly, yeah. And my doctor told me there's nothing wrong with you. Um, it's it's stress. And like I told her what was going it's on. Alopecia, is it or something like that? Or? It's not alopecia. There is a name for it. Yeah. Uh, it's a big it long name. It comes out in patches. Yeah, and it's stress related, and yeah. like I've written about it, and I can't like the name is like yeah, twenty two letters long. Yeah. 
But it, it is a condition. Yeah. And um, so I told her what was going on. She said, you need to talk to a counsellor. Now, there was a counsellor that worked out of her practice that she referred me to. So I started going to counselling. And I went to counselling for like four years. And like it changed my life. Okay. I dealt with like a lot of the things that I was bottling up. I dealt with a lot of issues that I was like even unaware of were issues. And it changed the way I was as a person because it made me so, so much more self-aware. Yeah. Right. And like the reason I'm here doing a podcast, the reason I'm able to be on Instagram is because I went to counseling. I wouldn't like the person I was 10 years ago. There's no way I would have been able to do any of this if I hadn't gone to counseling. But then I went for four years. I stopped. But then when my mother passed away in 2013, Mm -hmm. like everyone like around me in the family were like just falling on their knees because they couldn't handle it. I was the one who was holding everybody up. I was the one who was picking everybody up. I was the one who was keeping the show on the road because, well, I, I was actually, I was going to counseling at the time as well. Yeah. The self-awareness and the strength that I gained from going to counseling really helped me get through that period. So much so that even members of my family said, like, you should be a counselor. Yeah. A few months later, I had, like, I had a falling out with my regional manager in the bank who was a dick, Dave, if you're listening, you're, you're a dick. You were working in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, uh, the dick from the bank. You're a dick, Dave. <laughs> you, you, you know what, Dave? You did me a massive favor because, like, you being a dick to me oh, forced me to leave the bank, go back to college, yeah. do the course, which led to all of the things that are happening in my life now. But, yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, I went so back. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. The so dick. I went back and I did a uh, uh, counseling and psychotherapy course and went through and won student of the year and got a 1-1 and did all that and like I've had so many amazing things happen since like uh, I've like, I worked for six months in the Irish Wheelchair Association yeah, and counseling yeah, people about that, yeah. like it's an amazing thing but we'll say that's my story like and like so many people will say it's okay not to be okay and like that's that's it's so true saying, yeah. but like what I'll say is if you're, going, if you're going through something like don't bottle it up. Even if, like, you know, talk to a friend, talk to a family member. And, but I couldn't talk to a friend or a family member. So you're saying if you can talk to a friend mm. or a family member, but there, I think, do you still need counselling? Or yeah, sometimes is certain, that enough counselling? No. Because, okay, so, like, there's... In counselling, that's what they call the worry well. And that's, like, troubles and stuff like that. There's more serious things, like Deep. people, irrational thoughts, like, consumed by irrational thoughts that your family are going to die, that sort of stuff. You do need to talk to a counsellor. You do need if to do a CBT. Yeah. yeah. Now, so that is kind of my story, and like this year has been a really, really particularly bad year for me yeah. personally. Like as I said, my father when I was a teenager. Would you go back to counselling then? I would that help? Yes, I have been. Yeah. yeah. But my father was my best friend since my teens, and yeah. I lost him this year. That has been so so tough. For me, okay. on a personal level, mm-hmm. I also broke up with someone. Now, we had only just got back together a short time, but this person was in my life for 10 years, on and off. I have no contact with them anymore. So, to, so that was a double whammy, because they, they, they both hit at the same time. But, yeah. like, the first thing I did was go back to my counsellor. I tell you who my counsellor is, because, like, I'm not ashamed to say I go to counselling. Mm. She is the most amazing counsellor in mm. the world. Alison Cowpar in Adair is my counsellor. Okay. I, I, like... But I also, I think from the course that I did have this kind of heightened sense of self-awareness Yeah. that sometimes I can even counsel myself and I can do like kind of pros and cons of cost benefit analysis of what's going yeah. on, stuff like that. But I know if something is like really, really troubling me or keeping me awake and you I need to, I go, need to, to go to a counsellor. So that's when you're kind of saying, right, I have to go, I need professional kind of Yeah, here, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it really helps and it has helped me so much. I wouldn't be the person that I am now, today. I wouldn't have done the things that I've done in the last few years if it wasn't for the help of some fantastic counsellors. Yeah. And so, like, that's the re. I, okay, so that's my story, and like, that's kind of where what's brought me this point. But it's been I've been asked straight out, why don't you talk about this? Why, like, your story could help other people and stuff like that. Fine. And that's why I've just told my story there. But there's a part of me that kind of is uncomfortable with social media, like with mental health being used as social media content for the sake of having content. 
Oh, like what I mean, and that sounds extremely cynical, but I actually did overhear a conversation during the summer at an event in Dublin. Uh, I don't know who the person was, so I'm not going to name and shame them, but I was eavesdropping on two people speaking and they were kind of introducing themselves to each other and one guy was saying like, so what's your kind of, kind, what's your Instagram about? It's like, well, right now it's kind of like positivity and mental health stuff, but not really getting on the radar of brands, so I think I'll switch it up to fashion. And I just, I felt like turning around and slapping the person. Yeah. That pisses me off. It's all about business rather than actually. I admire all of the people, I, I'll even name some of them. Um, nothing plain about this, Jane, Jane Delahunty, uh, Claude Cahill, like, they have gone through, like, life experiences and they are talking about their life experiences to help other people, to show other people, like, you know, you can get through stuff and it's good to talk about and stuff like that. And I really admire people like that. Yeah. I don't like the oversaturation of... Using it for... Content. Followers uh, and content. And exactly. Likes, like, yeah. um, I'm not going to name the person, but there was someone la- just last week did a, uh, a story about mental health and their experiences with mental health and advising people on how to get through it, which I actually thought fair play. Good to see. Mm-hmm. Good to see people talk about it. But then I know that person then, like, messaged about 50 bloggers ask, begging those bloggers to share it so they could get more attention and get more followers that's pretty that that pisses me off that actually touches that just a nerve pisses you me off, off touches the nerve but at the same time i suppose if i looked at that and it helped me or someone else then if it helps one or two people great but that is a bit sad you know there's a cynical element yeah, to it, it, is it a goes back to the conversation yeah. i overheard during the summer and i do i know people who on Instagram, they're lovely. They're like, um, girls raise each other up and be kind always and be kind, positive to everybody. Yeah. And then you meet them when they're not, their phone isn't in their hand. They're like, fuck a bitch. Yeah. Fuck a bitch. Yeah, Stay oh, there's an awful lot of that. Oh my God, I, 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 that's what I hate. And that's why I don't really do the mental health thing on social media. It's because I just feel it's like overdone. there's too many people doing it for the sake of getting likes and follows. I'm a, a qualified counsellor. I have worked as a counsellor. I have my own story. Of all people, you could definitely be exploiting it, but you don't want That's to. That's the yeah. word. Yeah. I feel like I'd be exploiting yeah. it to try and get more popular, yeah. and I won't do that. Yeah, your 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 Instagram is more about fashion and, you know... But I, I my Instagram... keep it that way, kind of. You it's don't. not even that it's yeah. about fashion. I want yeah. to keep it that way. Like, I... I I'm very conscious of, like, I did my bloody thesis on the effects of social media on people's self-esteem. Yeah. And like, so I'm just, I'm very careful about what I put online. Like a lot of my Instagram is just me looking with a movie face on me walking but down the street wearing clothes. But you usually take the mic out of yourself, which I think is I hilarious. Do, I do. Uh, but you know, I, in, a, in a jokey way, but I, I like that. I do, but I keep my life yeah. private and my life kind of off Instagram. You do. Because yeah. I don't want, I'll never do a thing like, Oh look! I go into the car dealership and sit into a Range Rover. And, hey guys, look at this! Yeah, yeah. new car. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. I won't fucking do it because like yeah. I don't want to make anyone else feel bad about their life by comparing it to mine. Well, that's that's this, nice. This is me. Someone actually said to, uh, to me at the weekend about the podcast like that I I was very fake, yeah. and that uh, I'm I'm playing a character and it's a one-dimensional character. I don't agree. I don't agree either. To be honest sit with you, here and I. We don't prepare any of this. This shit comes flying no, to me and I give you my honest response. I have a few things written up on the board there just so that I don't have to be looking at my phone. But we have like just a few ideas. We just throw it out there and people write to us yeah. and ask us. And we give our opinion. And I was just saying to Patrick before this, sure, it's only our opinion, but exactly. that's what people are listening for. So, But to reiterate, I admire people who have come out the other side of a struggle with mental health and feel like sharing their story is going to help other people. Yeah. Please keep doing that because now, like, I don't think that that big stigma about talking about your mental health is completely gone. Like, Prince Harry has come out and admitted that he was like he suffered with depression after what happened to Princess Diana. Oh. That's amazing. The Rock talks about it. Ryan Gosling, they, like, people talk about their struggles with mental health, it's really and it's a good thing people. because you can see that and you say, well, okay. Well, if they went to counselling, there's and nothing stopping me. the thing is, me. it's going to, it's changed it's, everything because if there's, a, say, a new family now, you know, it, like, so say some people in their 20s now have mm-hmm. kids and the similar thing that happened, your family happened, it wouldn't be hush-hush nowadays. Exactly. Yeah. And that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And I, loved, and I yeah. love that. Yeah. But to answer the question, the reason I don't talk about it and the reason I don't come on and, like, 
put up all these inspirational quotes and stuff like that is because of that I don't want to be seen to try and exploit a situation to get likes and follows and I do unfortunately well, think unfair, yeah. there is a little bit of too that much of that going on, going on. yeah um, this is me this is the real bloody well me okay? now you know everything and it's, it's uh, all out there it's now. all out there yeah fair and, play to you Patrick. and like I as I said if I have a problem I will go to a counsellor and I encourage anyone who has is struggling with something and if you can't talk about it to your friend or your, your, your family or if you do and they don't know how to help you please go to a counsellor talk to your GP talk to a counsellor that is the message yeah right and you know, like I said and another thing I said to the young guys there in Sexton Street was while everyone and like it's a good message to say it's okay not to be okay yeah it's also okay to look okay you don't need to be comparing yourself to these perfect photoshopped people on Instagram either yeah you know what I mean yeah like genuinely well you know you were saying you did your thesis on that what did you come up with I'm interested that, to know. well it's the majority of it was related to Facebook. Oh, right. So this was two years ago, yeah. and the game has completely changed yeah. because now you have Instagram is much more popular. Do you know the way I say to you sometimes I delete my Instagram for a few days? But it does. As a counselor, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Or should well, I think it's a very good thing. It's very healthy. To do that sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And like social media does have a very uh, negative impact on people's self esteem. Absolutely. You, should, you, you know yourself. But then realistically, should I not be on it then? You know, as in, if you're just saying black is... Black and white is white, Anna. Black and white thinking is problematic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, there, there's no need for not everything has to be one way or the other. So it's just take a there break. There are little you. bits in the yeah. middle. And yeah. if taking a break works for you, yeah. then that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be. I'm either on it or I'm not on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that and black yeah, and white yeah, thinking. Yeah, sometimes I feel like. I'm guilty of that I too sometimes. If I do that, why don't I just delete it and get on with my life? Because sometimes I really like it. But why exactly? Yeah. You really, so why not have it and just be know what it is? Yeah. And know what you're looking at yeah. and not let it affect you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's mm, true. There's actually, um, I got a tip from a girl during the week on Instagram. There's, um, in the settings part, uh, you go into your Instagram app, you can set it that it'll tell you when you've spent an hour on Instagram mm. a day. I didn't know that. So I've used that now. So if it comes up that you've, I've spent an hour, then I'm finished. I don't look at Instagram for the rest and of the I day. saw a guy, a guy giving a speech during the week about like influencers and like influencers are called influencers because they have influence. Yeah. So like you need to use your power for good. Yeah. Like so influence people to be better. Yeah. Like to feel better about themselves. I completely agree with that. Yeah. So yeah. like, you're never going to see my fake fabulous life because it's not fucking fabulous. Yeah. I I work for a life insurance company. Yeah. As you know. Yeah. So if I was doing those daily stories about hey guys here just chilling in the crib, I'd be doing it from the office of a life insurance company. It's not <laughs> yeah, that interesting. Not my always... life is not fabulous. This year has been far from fabulous. Yeah. So know that. Don't like be jealous of me. Don't compare yourself to me because there's nothing. And to be nobody has it all. No, no, exactly. Nobody's life is perfect, and nobody, whether they're pretending to or not, they have their ups and downs as well. Now let's change direction. But thanks, Patrick, for that though. That a was, little bit uh, of a somber tone or whatever nice again. To, um, nice of you to share that. Thank you. And I'm sure people will really appreciate it. Okay. So I'm just looking up at our. Um, I'm back to a very light note. Nudes. I'm looking up at our board, and the first thing it says is nudes. No, the first thing it says is mental health, yeah. and then followed by nudes. Followed by so. nudes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is actually a feedback that I got, or a question that I got, because like the person was kind of pointing out that in the when we did our now infamous Buzz, Buzzfeed purity test, that yeah. we both admitted that we have sent uh, naked pictures in the past in, <laughs> yeah and we've like sent we've done been naked on video chat and stuff like that which kind of like yeah. they thought that it probably was contradictory to maybe messages that we would have put out at the in the early episodes or whatever so yeah. they want to know what is our position on sexting and sending nudes and when is it appropriate when is it not appropriate yeah so well, like, hello, uh, 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 Colin. Uh, I've just been uh, video bombing my colleagues. Here, you get one hundred. How are you? Good, good, good. I gotta run. So just are you actually that. going running now? Or are you? No, I just. You just you just saved Anna from really embarrassing questions. Oh no! Sorry. <laughs> look, at, look, at, look, at, look at topic number two there on the board. Uh, topic number two on the board. <laughs> 
Dude. Oh no. <laughs> just tell us. You can stay and give your input if you want. No, no, Take his Russian. No, no, Are you going to me or? Going to me, oh yeah. Lovely. Mom is waiting for me downstairs. So oh, grand. Mind yourself. Thanks, Colin. Right. See, you. see you next week. Yeah. Good luck. Alright, good. Cutting that out. So, yeah, we'll just cut that out. I was just trying to see so. what time that was. About 25 minutes in. Right. What is your position on this? Pardon the pun. <laughs> on nudes. So, my position on nudes. Like, do. I changed like the wind, like I could have had a different opinion three months ago, three okay. weeks ago, three years ago. But at the moment, like I wouldn't send nudes in a fit to someone unless I was going out with them, unless they were my boyfriend. But I'd have no problem sending a nude to my boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, like if... if and I, when do you think that, because I, I, like, I, I remember you said a couple of episodes ago, you, you were not on Snapchat, because you feel no, like... I have it still, like, just for you. But... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting nudes before anyone jumps to that conclusion. She's asked me to send them, alright, but yeah, I Yeah, yeah, I've um, always asked him to send nudes. But, so, like, but you said that you, you don't, like, use Snapchat because they're getting it for free. Yeah, I don't so mean what pictures of nudes, that? I just mean pictures of me. Like, okay. I've just, I told you this a million times. So we both admitted I've, that we've sent nudes, basically. Yeah, but they have been to only to my... Yeah, boyfriend or you know partner, I wouldn't send nudes. I've like same. I I have sent nudes and like I've gotten nudes. Yeah, so someone like was just like, why but, why did you do that? Like, yeah, I wouldn't send them to like Jesus because there's the fucking trust element there well, as well. You know what I mean? face, and yeah. I have been threatened with like someone putting uh, a video of me on uh, the internet when I yeah. ended the relationship with them. So like Patrick Lockley sex tape. Once, well, not really a sex tape. It was just a, a nude uh, helicopter in the oh. hotel room. If you know. <laughs> yeah. So I, do you know what? I called the bluff and I said, I don't give a fuck. Throw it up there. Yeah. And I know someone else who's been blackmailed in that respect God, as well. God, it's dangerous, yeah. It is dangerous. So there's a trust element there for me as well. I wouldn't be just... But here's the thing. Yeah. I do know, because I actually read something about this yesterday. Like there was a survey done and 90-something percent of the women that were surveyed have received dick pics. And of that 90-something percent, over 70% received unsolicited dick pics. Which is like, you open a random Snapchat and it's a dick. Oh. I wouldn't do that... In a million fucking years, right? But I, I obviously the statistics don't lie. Guys do that, right? Has that happened to you? No. You've I, never gotten an, an unsolicited. I, cause fucking, I have. I have gotten unsolicited. What's wrong with me? Why is no one sending me unsolicited dick pics? Um, do you want them? No, I'm only messing. I but don't. No. That's the thing, cause like that's I girls don't want them, and you know what? Do they? Are, okay. No, no. Because actually, always, I have. Like, have you had this conversation lately. with your girly friends? Because I have only lately. This is my under like this is how I think, right? That like, like girls do not like dick pics. But no. they pretend that they like them just like to uh, play to the guy's ego or whatever. Do they pretend? I don't think we pretend. I've been asked for them by girls. Oh, have I've, you? I've had a girl, uh, I remember actually one night hearing her telling someone, oh, I hate uh, when a lad sends me a dick pic and I would never send news and stuff like that. And the same fucking girl was like one night onto me asking for me to send a dick pic. What? And I kept saying no, 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 because I was seeing someone at the time and I really liked the person. And she like she pulled open her top. She's like, "How about now?" And I was like, "How about no?" And she started abusing me then. And then I overheard her t- have, saying one night, "Oh, I, I hate dick pics, and I would never send a nude." And I said, like, "You're full of fucking shit." Yeah. But like, I have been asked. Okay, so girls, what, do you what like? I I, I'd like to why know. Why are they like asking? Is it just a, like? I genuinely like. I've had this conversation very lately with friends, and uh, like we just came up with like we don't want dick pics. Okay, we I'm, don't even get dick pics. I think dick pics is a thing that people talk about and it's funny, but I don't think it happens as much as people oh God, let on. But then you're telling me it does, so I don't know. I definitely okay, so from the, don't like it. The guy obviously it. thinks, right? Oh, he's, he's watched the video on Pornhub and he's seen like a guy sends a picture of his dick to a woman. She's like, oh my God, get, get over here right now. I need that dick. No, I'd be like... But the that's actual fuck. That's real wrong life. With But him. the guy gets carried away and he thinks like he's hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Gets a little bit of a flirtatious vibe. Boom. Yeah. What does like you know My advice out there would be let's don't do that. But you're saying, mean, like obviously the right advice is don't do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think you should. I, I like I definitely 
I'd be blocking someone straight away if I got Most it. people would. I, yeah. like, that's so, the, lads, don't in my do mind, it. If you women... think it's the right thing, if you're seeing someone even, don't do it. Even if you think it's flirty, don't do it. Don't send a dick pic like, like that. It's too vulgar. Okay. It's too much. From the woman's point of view, and here's the thing, that's my understanding is like, women, a woman's like relationship, let's say, with a guy's bits is very different to how a guy feels about a woman's bits. Like, guys love getting titty pics or what are nudes or whatever do they yeah now I, I can see like obviously you're a woman like so what would you like a guy to send if you were in a relationship and you were like you were doing you were sexting and you were flirting and stuff like that like obviously you've just said don't send the meat is not what you want don't, to see but no. what would you want to see like do you see like a, like a naked man with like muscles and stuff like that and go ooh is that what you want to see no, no, it's not. Don't be afraid. I, I, no, I'm question. not being afraid. Okay. I'm actually thinking like. So what, girls? Well, like, as far as I'm concerned, my opinion again. I okay, you're wrong. watching a movie and fucking Chris Hemsworth comes on the screen topless. Are you going? You know Ooh. what? I've got pictures of guys like you know, a, a kind of a mirror selfie, and you can see they're ripped or whatever, you yeah. know. And I've admired it, as in I'm like, hmm, very okay. nice. But it actually, it has two effects on me. And I know a lot of my girlfriends would be the same. You'd be like, okay, he's ripped, very impressive, what a ride. But it would put you off their personality, the fact that they'd send you that. So it just Why? shows them, they're just, like if I on Tinder come across, like, for example. Okay, on Tinder you just show it to the world, anywhere, well, if, I, but, yeah. uh, if it's a private thing to you. Yeah, it just depends on the way it comes across. If I feel like he sent it to loads of people, he'd be like, grand. Oh, well, yeah, okay. yeah. I don't know. It's a very fine line with guys. You don't want them to be kind of narcissistic or it, it nearly comes across as... It's it's nearly more impressive. Less is more with guys, you know, that they don't know they have it. This is just your opinion, though. Do this you think you speak opinion. for all women yeah. or is this you... Have you had this No, I know for a friend? fact that, like, a lot of girls that I know... If they saw, like, a guy ripped in a mirror selfie, say, on their Tinder or on their Facebook or on their Instagram, they'd be like, oh, yeah, he looks lovely, but there's no way to date them then. So why then? Because, and it has, it does happen, because it's happened to me many times. Like, girls ask me to send, like, a nude, send a dick pic, send a topless pic or whatever. Why are they doing that so? Maybe they're into it. Uh, the fact that you're not... So do we need, you don't do it too often. Do we need to put this out to the to the? Yeah. I don't know why they're because you you're not. Do we need to do a few of the polls on the uh, on the on the Love yeah, podcast yeah. when this comes out yeah. and see what the general consensus is, and we won't yeah. name and shame anybody. Literally, if I see a topless photo of a guy with a six pack on Inst or sorry on Tinder or on Bumble, I will swipe left. I do not want to see that guy. I do not want to date that guy. Okay. That's just me, but I know a lot okay, of the girls so are like that. Six You'd be cringing, like you'd be like, "Oh, okay, so cringe." We established that. Yeah. So when and, and we both admitted that we've done it. When is it okay then? Like oh, you're like, in a relationship with someone for six months and they're out of town for two weeks. Yeah. And you're not seeing them. What then? What's what do you? You know each other, then you know it's not. What cringe. do you want to get from him? And what do you say? Like obviously, the guy wants to see boobs, and he wants to see bums, and he Is wants to see nudies and see? stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. What? In your I experience, think in my experience, a, a girl more just wants a little bit of. Oh holy shit! You look unreal. They don't necessarily. They want need, a compliment. Yeah. They want they, a compliment. They don't necessarily need. This like I'm I'm doing a pose for those listening to the podcast, not watching it. They don't need a guy posing back is a cringe. I don't know why. Is a girl posing cringe? No. Yeah, I, it's not. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna fucking sit here and lie and tell you that like I don't like getting sexual yeah, photos yeah, from women. Yeah. Because I would be full of shit if I did. I just feel there's a very fine line with guys for some reason, but not so much with girls. Guys will not find it as cringy. I don't know why. But I, I, I think you're you're speaking for yourself there, and I think yeah. we probably need to put this out because, yeah. like, I don't think everyone feels the same way as you. Okay. And I don't think everyone would see like the the topless torso on Tinder and swipe left. Left, left is yeah, you don't want. Left to. is no. No, but a lot of my friends would see that as oh Jesus, cringe. So a lot of girls that I know, like, that's all I'm speaking from is 
my own experience, okay. my own mates. Listeners to the Love Life podcast, and there are thousands of you, apparently, yeah. uh, from the figures that we're seeing. Yeah. What is your opinion on this? This I'm. We're actually asking for feedback here. What girls? What's your opinion on a guy? Girls, do you, do you want to see a guy's news? Do you want dick pics? Yeah. I, I, I don't think anyone's going to own up and say that they yeah. do, but guys, let us know your. I don't feedback. even need to ask guys like getting dirty pictures of girls because they do. They do. And, and like, oh, okay, here's no Gay Did, guys, yeah. what's what's your take on this? And girls. Yeah, yeah. and gay girls. Yeah. 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 What do you like? What do you want to see? What do you not want to see? Is <laughs> Just it okay? So we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is an we invitation, said, yeah, by yeah, the yeah. way. <laughs> But yeah, we're interested to know. But this is kind of just my own opinion and your own opinion. Yeah. And maybe there's some guys that would be like, no, Patrick, I really don't like when a girl sends me a sexy photo because it puts me off. Or it might, you know. I know a guy. Yeah. He used to hate getting sexy photos because yeah. it made him really, really uncomfortable. And then he felt pressure to send something back. And usually the girls would be asking it. and like he would stop talking to the girl. Okay, well, there you go. There's another kind of side to it. So there is that. Yeah. There is that. Yeah. If you're not body confident, you're not going to want to send nudes. Yeah. And if someone's sending to you, usually they're going to want it like it's a sexting thing. They want something back or yeah. whatever. And like if you're not confident in your body then yeah and so, so this guy would completely shut it down as yeah. soon as he got the news so there you go you know so there is that so let's see what can we move on to now that was interesting i'm looking forward to our nudes, feedback nudes, nudes. nudes um <laughs> oh this is um a question i had your writing is like starting it's and going down like that yeah. my writing has always been awful how to break up someone you're seeing you're seeing and do you need closure and this is kind of coming from a I'm. I just. I'm very interested in this at the moment. For some reason, change direction there. Yeah, yeah. Reason. But um, so you're seeing someone, Patrick. Yeah. Uh. So what? What by seeing someone? What I mean when I say seeing someone is like when you've been seeing them maybe like two, three dates so to ten dates. You haven't had the talk, but you're generally seeing each other kind of once or twice a week, or you know that to me is seeing each other. There's no talk been had, and you're getting on great. Do you have to break up with that person if you decide it's not for you? Can you let it fizzle? What would you do in that situation? Well, okay, so it actually depends on the circumstances of the whole thing. But if it was like, it, ha it was a thing, if you were seeing each other, like you were texting, you went on a couple of dates and stuff like that, and then you were just like, this isn't going anywhere. I don't think, like, there's enough of a bond there to have to have a talk. Okay, because you haven't had any talk anyway. If yeah, like, it's been uh, we talk about games and we like yeah. throw about, like ghosting. You so you I mean? would you kind of ghost someone, and what is ghosting exactly? It's just like not replying to them, and like your communication gets smaller and smaller until it's completely gone. Yeah, that's ghosting. So it's either one. It's either just ignoring a text well, message okay. or just letting it. You can do the thing. Like, um, like I, I know. I, there was a girl I went on a couple of dates with there during the summer and I knew not for me so I was trying to ghost her and then she sent me a big message saying um, she wants to know why no not that she wants to know why I, I don't think this is going anywhere I don't think we're compatible and everything like that and I just like yep I agree yeah you knew it and she it. didn't like I think she was in shock by that I yeah. think maybe that she was putting it out there as in like get off your hole and start uh, making an effort type yeah. of thing but I didn't want to so yeah. that, that big long response I just Yep, totally agree with everything you said there. Yeah. No hard feelings. Had fun on the dates, but like I agree with everything you said. So like you've given me that. I'm running with it. You're, yeah. like, I'm, oh, uh, what I'd say to people as well. But she didn't have to do that. She could have just let it fizzle out. Maybe she did. Like what she did was braver than what I was doing. Not even probably it was. Um, she but sometimes would, you don't need that. That's what I'm saying. No, I don't think you, you do. You don't um, always need to know why. You don't always need the closure. Sometimes it feels like you want to know, but. You know what? If they're not making an effort, and if it's not really ha working, sometimes yeah, yeah. that's enough. You just know. But if you, if you, like you, you clearly know, and like there's always the thing of playing hard to get or whatever. But when playing hard to get turns into like no you're like not even no communication. It's just like you're, you're. you're I'm making a fool out of myself now. Like I feel embarrassed that I'm continuing to like get message you and getting little scraps of communication back. Like, you know yourself, don't you? And like yeah. that's usually the person. Then you're like, oh god, I want them so bad because yeah. they, they don't want me. I want them yeah. even more. Type like that. 
But with time and with experience, you kind of... With experience, I'm so over liking someone that doesn't like me. If you don't like me, that's the biggest turn off. Yeah. Whereas years ago, I would have been like, oh, I like you more. So if someone doesn't like you, what I'd say is, you know, that should be enough, like, to mm. just be like, oh, this is grand. At least I know now. But, but years ago, I would have been all like, that would make me like them more. And I understand the mind games and all, but actually, I'm Guy, so guys over that now. Like, so one of my that. best friends used to always say to me, like, if a girl is really nice to me and shows a lot of interest, I won't even fucking message her. But if the girl is a bit of That's an ignorant wrong. bitch to me and like shows no interest whatsoever, she'll have to ring the guards because I'll be outside like in the bushes type yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? And that like that's so funny, but a lot of guys are like that. Yeah. But like for me, just like where I am at life and my experience and everything like that, if a girl is like doing that to me, it's I'm a turn like, off now. Good luck. Fuck yeah. Off. And I'm actually pretty much the same, and I, I kind of say that to people. You know, if someone doesn't like you, well, by Jesus, like respect yourself enough to not like them. So, and that will <laughs> give you your answer. You know. I I I like had this experience recently. Um, there was a girl I really liked and we were getting on really great for ages yeah and then so like everything changed and like the the communication got small uh, lesser and lesser I've had the exact the same responses got yeah. lesser and lesser the like attitude towards me kind of changed and stuff like that and there was just there was one moment where I just said okay cut that off so it's up. gone it fizzled and you don't need an answer didn't send a message, didn't do anything like that, um, didn't have to send a big long rant. So in your head, like, you just dropped the mic? I, in my head, I dropped the mic. And that's all you need to do. And there's no hard feelings. Yeah. Whatsoever. Uh, you see, I had a similar Very situation. Very nice girl, but like, okay, you, this whole plain art get thing or not interested thing, fine, that's where you're at. Good luck. That's it. She's I'm just out. sometimes. They're just not that into you, and like you mm. don't need the answers. Or there no, could be many you... reasons. There could be many reasons. Yeah, it's fine. Just because they didn't see it doesn't mean you don't have it. My ego That's doesn't need an answer to that question. If she wasn't yeah. interested, my, like I can, I can live with that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So, but like, that's. I just want to say that again because I really feel like it's important to know that just because someone didn't see it in you doesn't mean you don't have it. You no, are a good exactly. person. You have lots going. And everyone gets rejected, and you don't always need to know the answer. That's no. what, like you don't need closure when you're seeing someone if it fizzles or whatever. I know it's annoying, but um, no, if it was let it go. if it was more than that, if it was like a relationship or something. Oh yeah, then you. Then need I think like if you just like if you ghost them and you just go after the next one, that's a bit it's shitty. It's not good enough. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's yeah. like if you've had kind of any bit of a, like a bond, or you were like more than just meeting or dating or whatever. Yeah. You do owe someone an explanation, and yeah. like that, like you can just explain. Look, I just, I'm not ready for this. I don't see this going where I'd like to go. I don't think we're compatible. Like, and that's fine too. Your, your personalities sometimes clash. Yeah. And like it takes you a little while because everyone is on their best behavior in the beginning. Yeah. But like you can see things after a few weeks that I you didn't see at the start that like will say, okay, this isn't going to work long term because yeah. we'd kill each other. Yeah. Not in a good way. Okay, have you any tips for like, how do you know if someone's into you or not? You know, or how do you, signs that they're not into you? Because one sign I would see like is I think if somebody doesn't kind of, See, we had this whole new fangled, like, social media, telephone, communication. Yeah. Really, you're going to know if they're into you or not into you when you meet them in person. Yeah. It's hard to kind of, like, and things can be misinterpreted through messages, um, like a text message. Like, you're reading, when you're reading a text message in your head, you're reading in a certain tone of voice. Yeah might not be the tone of voice that the person was texting in yeah. their head. It's more about when you're with them, but I feel yeah. like when you're with them, if they're not, after a while, dropping down their barriers a little bit and being vulnerable, I think when someone's been a little bit vulnerable, that's a real sign to me that they like me because they're showing me their, their true colours a little bit, and then you feel like you can be a little bit vulnerable. You're saying that, right? Yeah. But then there are women who don't want men to be vulnerable at all. Like I saw someone put up a meme. I'm not going to call her out because like I, she's a very nice girl. But someone put up a meme of um, on Instagram, and it was like two lines. And the first line, like it was men. First line was, "I'm going to go kid, fix the sink, pick up the kids, uh, build a shelf, and then I'll come home and have sex with you later." And that was the first line, and this is the big line. And then the second line was a line with a perm. And said uh, the part the perm line was saying no, babe. Sure, Love Island's on at nine. Can't do that type of thing. And the thing was, what happened to men being men? So like, that's great. But that you know, we had this big chat about me too and feminism and all that yeah. sort of stuff like that. 
make up your mind. Do you want men to be like big old fashioned rugged guys who fix the stairs for you and don't talk about their feelings? Or do you want guys to be more open and vulnerable and talk about what's going on in their head and be okay with being like weak and stuff like that? Because you're going to have to make up your minds, guys. And that's another reason why men can't talk about their problems. Because of this old-fashioned perception that we all have to be the line no, I think as you, as you get to know so, someone, when you're seeing someone after a while, you would drop barriers a little bit. Like, that's part of should. falling for someone. Of course you should. And if they're not dropping them, or if you're not dropping yours, then you're only kind of maybe but in it for the fun or something. I'm sure you've come across a girl who's broken up with a guy because he's too sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and then like, they're just not for you, but you have to start dropping the barriers. If you don't want to, then that's a sign you're probably not really into it. Like. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Or if they're not dropping their barriers. If the guy is dropping his barriers and the woman is thinking, like, such a misfortune, that's not right either. No, so like, no, but it'll all come it's right when, it's, when it is right, you know. Mm. Yeah. Like what so we're saying, it's hard to find it all, but I mean, you can't just have your barriers up. All you're the time. right, yeah. and the guys need to talk, and guys need to open up to women yeah. and stuff like that. But then don't ridicule them and make them into the perm line who wants to love watch Love Island if they do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I don't. I I, I definitely think like I love deep talk and yeah, uh, get to know someone and you know. I agree with stay you. Stay up 100%. all night, talk, rush, and you know, really like I don't want to talk about the weather or the fucking how was your week in work or whatever you know I want to no I'm not saying on the first day but I'm saying like drop those barriers no. if you like someone that that is what will get them connected to you and you to them and yeah, if it doesn't work 100% it doesn't work. agree with you. Yeah. but you have to trust that person before yeah. you drop those barriers yeah yeah exactly okay um, tip oh, of the I'm, week yay. yeah tip of the week it's like Cause we're, my usual um, go girls tip of the week but my tip of the week this week is um Prioritize your priorities, you know. So sometimes I would find, and you're always laughing at my tip of the week, but it just kind of motivates people. This is always a theme, yeah. But prioritize your priorities. So don't let dating or seeing someone who's not that important to you, I mean, you hardly know him, you've only had a couple of dates with him, take over your mind more than your family or your job or your um, children or whatever you might have. Think, sit down at night time, you know, every now and again and think, what are my real priorities? You know, and don't let dating take over that, you know, have, give something time, but only enough to keep you ticking over. Don't prioritize, don't think more about the guy that you've been dating for three weeks than your 13 year old daughter, you know what I mean? Give that, and, and it can, can happen, it can happen. Oh, you so, can so prioritize your priorities and sit down, even if you have to write them out and realize what's really important. Because if somebody wants to be your priority and you want them to be your priority, that'll happen, it'll get there, you know, slowly but surely, but don't let it take over too quickly. I agree, but I think there is a certain like element when you meet someone really, uh, like, Really cool. It can take over a little bit, yeah. And I think it's okay that it can take over a little bit and it's normal. And like, you know, and like lads especially will like slag lads like, you know, you put their face on a wanted poster. Uh, you don't see them because they're mad, they're mad about, about yeah. the girl that they've just met. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, to yeah. be honest with you. Now you're yeah. right, if you like, if you just meet a fella and then you're all of a sudden like you're dumping your 13 year old kid on someone else and you're like leaving the country to go on holidays and dumping your kids on the neighbours and stuff like that and that's not good well but until you know I that you're their priority also I mean it could um, <sighs> my phone is ringing <laughs> oh god prioritise your priority prioritise my priority Jesus that's probably a priority <laughs> I don't know the number but um, yeah so that's it like it's just I suppose I mean eventually if you're seeing someone and it gets more serious and become a relationship they can be also your priority as much as your family and yeah. everything else but don't let it happen too quickly try and control it a little bit because I've even had this situation with work and things over the years like we've had like I even slagged the guy that I, I gig with you know we both had the love bug at different stages, mm -hmm. you know, with, with other people. So like I might have been in a relationship at one stage at the start and it's also exciting and I might be like, well, I only want to do so many gigs a month now because I need like all of a sudden I need Saturday uh, nights yeah. off. And like there was no telling me, but I was just in the love bug and he's like, what the actual fuck, how do I deal with this? And then he was in the love bug and similar things would happen. We'd be, 
you know, he'd be prioritizing his new relationship over work. Like that can happen. And I remember uh, one particular Sunday, he was off in Dublin with his significant other. We we never had a Sunday off like that wasn't normal. But all of a sudden, but I had to let it slide because he was prioritizing that a little bit. But then when we're both now again on a level playing field, we laugh at these things because you do at the start, you do let priorities slide for your new partner, you know, but it's important not to let your business go at the same time. But is there anything wrong with that? Okay, remember your whole thing about if you're not, if they're not head, neck and needles. I know, I know. So like if uh, your partner, music partner there, was like prioritizing like the music and all that sort of stuff and kind of half, only giving half attention to his new love. Yeah, and his new love is on the other side of that. Oh, he's not heading. It's hard to fuck him. He's yeah, not communicating. He's not contacting me. He's going after you. You need a happy medium. He's not making you, time that, for me. Do you know what that love bump <laughs> feeling though? There's nothing like good. it. You'll actually be like, do you know what? I don't mind. I'll just go on the dole so I can see you every day. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, don't go on the dole. But I think yeah, prioritize your priorities. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah don't no, keep like, them as priorities. Be kind of like clinical, and then like, okay, no. Um, Sorry, I have to go to work now. Uh, like, obviously, go to work. Yeah, go but to work. Don't, like, fight the love bug. The love bug is good. No, it's lovely. Enjoy it, but still be a little bit rational. And you, of all people, like, you, like, you love that love bug and you want that it. attention and that communication yeah. from the guy. So if the guy then is taking that, he's prioritizing his priorities, but my work and my friends and my family and my job and my kids are all yeah. more important than Anna. Anna's on the other side of that phone going, Well, fuck oh, him anyway. Fuck him. Yeah. He's not head, neck and heels. I'm out. Okay. Drop the mic. Yeah. Okay, fine. My tip of the week is just <laughs> shite. Shit all over your tip I of the week. I just shit all over no, my own tip of the week. You're but, right. Yeah. I just think have so. Some chill. No, there, have some chill. There I mean, you know. when I look, when we look at each other, me and my business partner, Kyle, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. When we look at, at it, we both laugh at the way that we acted when we were in the love bug. And he often says, oh God, I hope you don't ever get that love bug again because it affects. Well, I think it's okay. So long as you don't. Well, it's like, okay, but he could have so very easily lost me, or I could have lost him. And you're not calling in sick to work and like running the risk of getting fired and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, that's too far. Yeah. So I agree with you, but yeah. don't fight the love bug. No, don't fight the love bug, but try and keep your priorities your priorities because you might not actually be with that person in a few months, and then you you'd be like, shit, I don't. Do yeah, but I no longer have my job or my. Okay, don't you risk know your job I mean? or don't your risk. relationships with the people who have been in your life long term. Yes, exactly. That was my tip of the week. <laughs> Oh. But, uh, there's always controversy with my tip of the week that's the way it is yeah I feel like uh, I, I always kind of yeah. go after your tip of the it's week okay. I don't mean it's to it's okay it's okay um, yeah so I suppose we better start wrapping up like how long are we here or are we here a long time we have been here a long time yeah uh, he's come in and done his thing twice he's given us a few hints it's an hour yeah um, we won't go into the road no? I don't think so because we've I think we've hit enough this week okay what do you think I I think, yeah. Uh, I, I, a lot of people are rooting for you. Yeah, but they're saying that Mary, should, uh, Mary shouldn't let go of her man, but they're rooting for you. Okay. So, let's have to see how that goes. Yeah. Oh, are we doing it now or next week? Let's, okay, well, let's leave it. Okay, let's try, well, jeez, uh, we've been talking about a guest for so long. It's just... Nobody our, wants to hang out with us, obviously. <laughs> that's actually not the case. It's just that um, finding a time to record this that suits me, suits Anna, and suits Billy, and then also suits a guest yeah. is very difficult yeah, and very problematic. Yeah. Also, we're busy, busy people. We the um, boom is back. Yeah, we have we the boom is back. I'm off to Killarney now. Fair play, yeah. Um, You're off to some event. I'm going to uh, the opening of a new hair salon in Limerick. Yeah. Oh, lovely. You looked up there. I got a haircut. Yeah. Yeah, you got a haircut. <laughs> um, I'm actually looking for. Oh, maybe should do it on the podcast. New hairdresser in Limerick, so I want to know how. Catwalk Hair Studios on Thomas. Oh, yeah, what's good? Yeah. No, it's not. Actually, the girl that does my hair is great, but I travel very far, and it would be nice to have someone a little bit closer to home. Anyway, we're going to start uh, wrapping this up. Okay. Thank you. Patrick, I want to say on a personal level, thank you so much for telling me your story, and I'm sure everyone's going to appreciate it. I hope so. Yeah. Like, it's out there now. You, like Everyone knows it. And I hope you understand the reasons why I like I didn't want to exploit my own story and my experiences of mental health to get followers or to get likes and stuff like that. Uh, if Appreciate what that. I've said today helps anyone or brings anyone to come to counselling, 
then I'm delighted I said it, but I don't want anyone to like, feel sorry for me, have sympathy for me. I have like lived my life and you're happy. I'm yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like it's like I said, it's been a shit year, but every cloud is a silver lining. When my mother became ill, the silver lining was I became best friends with my father and I had a wonderful, wonderful best friend for so many years. And um, when she became very seriously ill, like the silver lining was that we got to know our dad so much better than we did before that. His personality really shone through and we got to see the wonderful man that he was. And the, um, the silver lining that's come out of his death, I suppose, is that me and my brother and sister are we so, so close. Um, like I like my brother's always been my brother, but we were never close. But now we're best friends. That's nice. And we, me and my brother and sister, have this little tight knit unit. And we talk to each other every day, and that's yeah. the silver lining. So from every tragedy, there is some kind of hope that comes out of it. So that I also want to put that message out there. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Uh, it was lovely to chat to you this week, and I enjoyed that. Um, okay. If you're listening to us on iTunes, rate and review and. Like our Instagram at Anna O'Connor26, Love Life Podcast. I am McLaughlin. Yeah. We're on Lemur now. On well. Lemur, yeah, that's good. That? I did. I, yeah. I think I. Lemur is a I'm social honest. audio app. Uh, it's quite cool. Yeah. Um, the CEO of Lemur is a friend of mine, Shane Monaghan. Yeah. Shout out to him. Thanks for having uh, us on Lemur. SoundCloud, and, uh, YouTube. Yeah. Give us a share, a like, and message us. Let us know your thoughts yeah. or if you have any. any when questions. this comes out, we might do a few polls on yeah. the whole nudes, dicks, and. Lovely, lovely. Okay, great. So have a a lovely week and enjoy and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.